0: you are locked on balls your daily tennessee volunteers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: welcome into locked on balls your team every day my name is josh ward thanks for being here on today's show as we close out the week we are closing out the final week that does not include college football next weekend florida and miami will play in a regular season college football game and in two weeks Tennessee will play Georgia State along with the rest of college football opening things up. So this is our final weekend without college football. There's a lot to cover on today's show. In segment number one, you will hear from Tennessee defensive line coach Tracy Rocker. He will talk about the learning process for a lot of the young or inexperienced players that he is coaching. Also, a couple of guys who maybe haven't gotten enough attention who might be standing out. So far in fall camp. Now two weeks in. Coming up in segment number two, Philip Fulmer will talk about the difference in watching Tennessee practice this year compared to a year ago when Jeremy Pruitt was taking over Tennessee's program. And then in segment number three, there is a big recruiting announcement to pay attention to. Tennessee is involved in it coming up this afternoon. I'll tell you about the prospect to watch later today. And then a cool story from Admiral Schofield. He will tell it, the former Tennessee basketball player, coming up in the final segment of today's show. Locked on Vols, your team every day. Find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks for being here. Welcome to new listeners as well. Locked on Vols is here five days a week covering what's going on with Tennessee football, Tennessee basketball, and UT Athletics. And a big conversation here the last few weeks, really all off season, has been with the defensive line that has been amplified in the last couple of weeks with last week Emmett Gooden going down for the season with a torn ACL and with the question about Aubrey Solomon's status. Why don't we start the defensive line conversation there? Here is the update on defensive lineman Aubrey Solomon waiting on word from the NCAA if he will be able to play this season. And there's your update. I'm joking. There is nothing really to report. Tracy Rocker was asked about it yesterday and just said, "Eh, take that up with compliance. We are 15 days away from Tennessee opening up the season, and we are still waiting on official word, will Solomon be able to play or not, as he is looking for the waiver to be able to play after having transferred from Michigan. And who knows, by the time you're listening to this, maybe word has come out. But as of uh, Friday morning, heading into the weekend Tennessee is still waiting to hear on Aubrey Solomon, which makes the play and the performance of other players even more important. Solomon does have experience playing in the Big Ten. His teammates along the defensive line do not have a lot of experience. Tracy Rocker talked about coaching those guys up, preparing those guys to now play bigger roles for Tennessee's defense. Listen to Tennessee's defensive line coach.
2: We're coaching X's and O's, okay? And then with the X's and O's, all right, what, what comes a little bit, we, you, you, you're trying to figure things out and you, you're not playing as fast as you can because you're thinking. And I think as the more and more they become comfortable learning the defense, we're going to become faster and faster and faster. It's like first time you drive, you better go
1: slow. Tracy Rocker, the idea of driving a car, that continues to be the analogy used, I think, for coaching the defensive line. Remember earlier this week, Jeremy Pruitt said, hey, go drive down Alcohol Highway or Kingston Pike with your eyes closed and see how you do. That's kind of like, what these guys are going through right now that analogy was brought up to tracy rocker by the way listen to his response when that was passed along to him
2: well that's 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 what he thinks man, we have to go with that man. i mean <laughs> that's not me i mean that's what he said that's what it is. but my deal is my job is to keep working with him keep building confidence and, and 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 putting a product out there that we're all satisfied with but the biggest thing is that we got to keep working with them keep improving them But I'm always going to say you got to put confidence in them. To play this game, you got to have a lot of confidence. You're going to get beat up and bruised when you're playing up front. And now, can you play tough? Can you play when you're hurt? Can you, you know, the mental toughness and the
1: physical toughness of this game? There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to figure out what Tennessee is doing defensively, what each player's role is going to be, and then getting used to the physical grind that Tennessee is going to have to go through this season playing in the SEC. This is really just the start of it. Now, Tennessee is two weeks into camp. Tennessee has a better idea of which players are standing out, and we're not seeing everything that's going on on the practice field. Tracy Rocker is with the defensive line. Listen to the name that he said when the pass rush was brought up with Tennessee's defensive line. Listen to the name of the player that is standing out to Tracy Rocker.
2: The guy that's probably stood out that we think has the potential has been uh, uh, Bompus. Bumpus is really um, has improved, and he's improved just run and passes getting better as a football player, but he's really stood out to us a lot.
1: So Latrell Bumpus getting a little praise there from Tracy Rocker. Remember in the spring, he offered up some praise for Matthew Butler with the way that he had developed. Bumpus is a guy that has transitioned from tight end to defensive end. He was considered a defensive line prospect by a lot of analysts when he went through the recruiting process, but spent his first two years largely at tight end one year with butch jones as the coach one year with jeremy pruitt as the coach but there is a pretty obvious need on the defensive line how much time have we spent talking about it and bumpus appeared to have the ability to maybe help there and he's gotten a look and right now it would sound like he's going to play a role for tennessee on the defensive line if he is standing out as a pass rusher for tennessee that will get him on the field there's another player who was mentioned who has been talked about a little bit recently, but his name stood out to Tracy Rocker. That's Greg Emerson. Tracy Rocker talked about Emerson playing an interior role on Tennessee's defensive line, which is needed with Emmett Gooden being out. Listen to Tracy Rocker talking about Greg Emerson, a redshirt freshman defensive lineman for Tennessee.
2: Greg has improved, um, and we're getting more effort out of Greg. And um, the deal is, one day is a really good day, but we need back-to-back days. We can get back-to-back, and and take one day at a time. But get back-to-back consistency of mental toughness, being physical, playing with the technique that we're asking, and and understanding where we are in personnel groupings, on off what they're doing offensively, and what we're doing defensively.
1: It comes back to knowing your role, understanding the defense, understanding what is asked of. Each player, Greg Emerson in this case, but that is a positive. As Emerson was coming back from injury last year and you hear Tracy Rocker talking about his effort, that can probably come back to understanding what is being asked of you as a player. Emerson was very well thought of as a recruit in the 2018 class. That class was expected to have three big-time defensive lineman from the state, and it didn't work out that way in the class. DeAndre Littaker, because of injury issues, ended up not coming to Tennessee, and then Brant Lawless ended up going to North Carolina. He did not join Tennessee's roster in that class. They were still able to bring in some defensive linemen. John Mincy is a second-year player who Tennessee hopes will play well for them this year. Same for Kingston Harris. Those two guys were brought in by Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff after they took over at Tennessee. But Greg Emerson was a guy that was well thought of a year ago, and it looks like he might be starting to tap into that potential right now. I would say Latrell Bumpus and Greg Emerson are two names to count on within Tennessee's defense, uh, up front on the defensive line. And those are two guys that probably didn't get a lot of attention, didn't get a lot of conversation this offseason heading into fall camp. So interesting comments there from Tracy Rocker. You will hear more from him next week, talking about players that are expected to play but are still learning that's a big part of the conversation with the defensive line what have tennessee's players learned in the last year having been in the program now with jeremy pruitt for an extended period of time athletic director philip fulmer offers up a thought on that coming up in the next segment plus a storyline to pay attention to with tennessee this upcoming year that's right here on locked on vols part of the locked on podcast network which also hosts Locked On Fantasy Football. If you are getting ready for a fantasy football draft for the fantasy season, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny gives you the edge with more than 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. If you do, you're the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Check out Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider. Philip Fulmer is, of course, the person who hired Jeremy Pruitt to come in and help fix Tennessee's football program, and Philip has seen a lot of practices that have been run by Jeremy Pruitt. Recently, Tennessee's athletic director spoke to Jimmy Himes on Sports Talk on Sports Radio WNML, and the conversation started with talking about Tennessee's football team, the program now compared to where it was a year ago when Jeremy Pruitt was getting ready for his first season as Tennessee's head coach listen to what Philip Fulmer said when he was asked about the difference in what he sees with Tennessee now compared to where the balls were last August
0: well it's just so much more fun to watch a practice you know the kids know what to expect the coaches uh, have done a really really good job of of um, setting an accountability level and uh so we're working better together. I, th- I think would be uh, would be a way to say it. We have some young, exciting guys. Uh, you know, uh, the the kids that are here are really busting their rear, and that's mm-hmm. that's fun to watch. So uh, the first year, you know, we got started so late in recruiting, and then it was hurry up and do the off season, hurry up and do the spring, and it just was a blur. and And I don't know that we. Got as much uh, out of it as as we would have liked to have had. Uh, different this off season. We're bigger and stronger. Spring practice, everybody was ready. And then off season again. And the summer's been good. And now we're this far into two
1: days, and we we just look like a different team. So an optimistic Philip Fulmer there about the progress that has been made at Tennessee. While the learning process is a big part of the conversation, and I will still continue to stress. I think there's a long way to go for a lot of guys, which is okay if we're talking about players who have never really started or haven't really played that much in the SEC, and all of a sudden they are taking on big roles, well, that can be a big challenge. But it doesn't mean that Tennessee has not made progress in the last year. That's taken place and Philip Fulmer is laying it out there right now. A lot of that comes back to Jarrett Garantano and his development at quarterback, and then the skill position players around him. Ty Chandler has to be the best player that he's been at Tennessee. I'm sure that's the case. Same for Marquez Calloway. Uh, Juwan Jennings, assuming he's healthy, I, I think he has a much better understanding and can play even more roles within the offense because of his experience. Same for Josh Palmer. The most improved player on offense in the spring according to Tennessee's coaches so while there is that conversation of what the defensive linemen are trying to learn along the way what Tennessee is trying to get from freshman offensive linemen Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright you also have a number of players Latrell Bumpus would be an example who have gone through the program for a couple of years who have been working out at the college level for a couple of years and have been in Jeremy Pruitt's program for a year and just day-to-day have a better understanding of what's asked of them. There are a lot of guys that would be on that list. So that's a reason to be optimistic. And I've said it before, I'll repeat here, the Tennessee football team that you see on August 31st should not be as good as the one that you see on October 1st and November 1st, assuming health overall. If Tennessee gets just beaten up by injuries, that can obviously have a big negative effect. But in terms of the ability to... Develop and continue improving, guys that are getting an opportunity to play for the first time, I think will just naturally get better overall. So that's a reason to believe in what will happen in the future. There could be some bumps along the way. You should probably expect that, in fact. But Philip Fulmer laying out why he is optimistic about what could happen in the future. And the future is a big storyline right now, isn't it? That's something that Joe Rexroad talked about when he joined us on Sports 180 on WNML earlier this week. Joe Rexroad is now with The Athletic. The Athletic Nashville he will be covering Tennessee, Tennessee Vols football, as well as the Tennessee Titans. The Predators as well when they get started up. But I asked Joe Rexroad what he's looking forward to finding out about Tennessee. Is there a storyline that he's paying attention to heading into the start of Jeremy Pruitt's second season at Tennessee listen to what Joe said.
0: I'm constantly, permanently fascinated by, you know, just all of the inner workings of an athletic department and the politics and the boosters and the trustees and the administration and athletic administration and coaches. And, and I've, I've seen so many different things. Uh, I've seen that work extremely well and extremely poorly. And I still think that's the underlying story here is can everyone get on the same page and and of course it's also can you hire the right coach for football to make everything else better and and that's of course a story in progress but so it's that that's the you know that's the I guess you know uh 20,000 foot view of things that I'm always looking at I mean I think that you know Pruitt himself of course is, is a huge story and you know, Tennessee recruiting is something, Josh, that I've thought about and maybe might dip in on a little bit because I do think that, um, you know, there's a good debate on the whole. It was a hot take. I think it was Matt Hayes, you know, Tennessee's dead, whatever, which I don't buy at all. Um, I, and I, I think that if you hire the right person at a place that has this kind of resources and, and support, then you can get back. Okay, and we'll see if Pruitt can do that. I do think that on the recruiting trail, it gets harder and harder as you have um, kids who just don't have any recall of Tennessee being what it once was. And so, you know, I I feel like this season in particular, it's of course, they're all important. This is important for Pruitt and, and everything. But I think from a recruiting perspective, I think this is a really important season to kind of demonstrate like, hey, you know, this is coming back, jump on the train.
1: I agree with him. Joe Rexrode from the Athletic and if Tennessee's able to produce some results, that will have to include winning, but also being more competitive against quality teams that just wasn't there enough last year. If that is present this season, then it will become even easier for Tennessee's coaching staff to turn around to recruits and say, "See, we told you we're getting better." If that happens, if Tennessee is more competitive, if Tennessee's winning games, there will be some young talent helping with that along the way. And Tennessee's coaching staff will say, look at the progress we've made. Look at what we've been able to do at Tennessee in a short period of time. If you join us, you can help us get to a championship level. And there is still plenty of opportunity to get on the field very quickly. That's part of the message. But Tennessee's coaching staff will need some results to sell to the big-time recruits if the Vols want to go land many of the big-time prospects They're going after. So I think that's a pretty good point by Joe. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Jeremy Pruitt included. That's a big priority. Let's go win some games. Let's go sell it on the recruiting trail. Speaking of, there is a big time recruit who will make his announcement on Friday afternoon. Tennessee is very much in the picture. I'll tell you about him coming up in the final segment. Plus, a cool story involving Admiral Schofield as he's getting ready for his rookie year with the Washington Wizards. You will hear him tell it. Coming up next, it's on Locked On Vols, your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today's show is supported by Manscaped, which is number one in men's below the belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank, and Men's Journal named their Lawn Mower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. Four-star prospect B.J. Ojolari is set to make his announcement Friday afternoon. The scheduled time is just before 3 o'clock. The time I saw was 2.50 Eastern time on Friday afternoon. Ojolari attends Marietta High School in Georgia. He is a high school teammate of quarterback Harrison Bailey, who is committed to Tennessee. They have several big-time prospects at their school. A lot of talent comes through there. As I mentioned, he's a four-star prospect. The 247 Sports Composite has him ranked as the number 10 weak side defensive end in the country. He's a top 200 prospect overall and, uh, again, comes from a big-time program. Tennessee also is looking for pass rush help. Ojolari could help with that. Tennessee is among the final six schools that BJ is considering. It's Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. It looks like a three-team race between the Vols, Auburn, and LSU. And those three schools have gotten different levels of buzz here in the last few days. We'll find out this afternoon, but this would be a nice addition for Tennessee's class. As I mentioned, Tennessee would love to find some pass rush help, and Ojolari could be that kind of guy. He has an older brother who is at Georgia. Aziz Ojolari and actually Georgia might be kind of out of it because there may not be enough room right now in Georgia's class for him same could be said for Alabama which Tennessee could benefit from so Tennessee is trying to beat out several big-time schools it looks like Tennessee Auburn and LSU for Ojolari's services we'll find out what he does this afternoon but scheduled for around 250 eastern time on Friday afternoon for one of the top prospects in the country out of Marietta, Georgia. Another note with Tennessee's football team on the field, the All-SEC Coaches teams for this upcoming season came out on Thursday, and Tennessee had a few players receive some recognition, some more recognition than the media gave Tennessee. Marquez Callaway was named second-team return specialist, just like the media did several weeks ago. But also on defense, Daryl Taylor and Nigel Warrior were voted third-team preseason All-SEC. Taylor at linebacker, Nigel Warrior at safety. And I would say that's about right in terms of the potential to be All-SEC this season. Taylor, to me, would stand out among position players as the top option. I think Nigel Warrior is a candidate. At wide receiver, I think all three of those guys could be candidates. It's a pretty deep position in the SEC, and you do kind of wonder, will Tennessee's players individually have the stats that get them the recognition at the end of the season but still i would say they are candidates going into the year same for ty chandler at running back and some other players could emerge tennessee's corners elante taylor and bryce thompson could be all sec candidates as well but uh, the coach is giving a little bit more credit to tennessee's personnel than the media did a few weeks ago as daryl taylor and nigel warrior are preseason all sec third team on defense And to close out today's show, I thought this was a pretty cool story with Admiral Schofield, the former Tennessee basketball player, a fan favorite. I think he might be that in Washington as well. A big-time personality that'll just fit in immediately in that locker room. But signing his rookie cards with Panini, they put out a video where Admiral was explaining that he really had to learn how to do a signature this offseason he never learned cursive while he was in school. And I'll let you he- hear him tell the story here, but this is Admiral Schofield talking about the process of putting together his own signature so that he could sign autographs.
3: When I was growing up, I was never really taught how to write in cursive, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, so I just never had that skill. So in, in college, I would just sign my initials, AD, and then my number, number five, which I was in Tennessee. Um, but you know, going into the pros, I kind of wanted to be more... professional I wanted to be nicer you know my handwriting when I print is kind of sloppy anyway so what I did was in May I I ordered like uh, some I had my agency order me some person books that you can like trace and practice so I practiced for like two weeks came up with a signature and then ever since, I've just been going with that signature. So I pretty much taught myself how to write cursive. Pretty much a couple weeks. It wasn't it wasn't hard at all. But once you guys sent those first slips, I got nervous. I'm like, ah, I don't want to put AD on there because that's not going to look good. So I wanted something to have a nice finish, even though it takes a little bit longer than other guys. Um, you know, I'd rather have the nice finish and some quality for the fans to love.
1: That's very much an Admiral Schofield story right there. There's the story of him teaching himself how to play guitar watching on YouTube. He's a pretty sharp guys you've probably already figured out at this point. And uh, that's some forward thinking right there that the AD5 autograph might not cut it at the professional level. So good for Admiral Schofield. I also learned, I guess, that at least in some areas, cursive just isn't being taught in schools coming up anymore. My son is uh, 18 months, so Owen hasn't quite gotten to the level yet where we might try to teach him cursive what to watch this weekend. Tennessee's football team will scrimmage on Saturday. It will be closed, but Jeremy Pruitt will meet with the media afterward to share his thoughts as Tennessee will be more than two weeks into camp at that point and less than two weeks away, really from opening up the season against Georgia state. So you've got that BJ Ojalari's announcement on Friday afternoon. And of course the waiting game continues with defensive lineman, Aubrey Solomon I think at this point, Tennessee fans just want to know, and I'm guessing Aubrey and Tennessee's coaches want to know as well. For Aubrey, it's been a long process to find out if he will be able to play football for Tennessee this not. In the meantime, he continues to practice with the Vols. Thanks so much for being here today. If you do have time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, that's a big help. Thanks so much for hanging out here each day, five days a week. I'm on here on Locked On Vols covering what's going on with Tennessee. Subscribe, download, and keep spreading the word about Locked On Vols. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks so much for being here, and I'll talk to you again on Monday.